there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. All right. I got two doctors in the house, or three or four. I don't know how many it's going to take to prop me up tonight, guys. Uh, uh, Super D, do we have the most unusual advanced medicine about to begin? I'm I'm telling you, it's kind of like a... We got the party line going on here. I'm not supposed to be here, just so you know. I was just in Los Angeles, and literally on the (laughs) six-minute news break, I made it all the way back. To Florida, and Doctor Batar is here. Yes, I think right, Doctor Batar. Well, you told me almost five years ago that I have to be here every Monday. Well, it was originally every Sunday, and then every Monday. So I, I'm still here. You are so dutiful, and, and just just to reward you for your efforts to be here, because I don't know how I am here and awake. Even we have our special friend. Emphasis on friend or emphasis on special. Doctor Batar will let us know. <laughs> It's Ty Bollinger, TFB. Hey, what's going on, RSB, Super D, and Rashid Dr. Butter? B. Do- Rashid Butter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, <laughs> hey, you know what, guys? I was just thinking, that, you know, is that the, uh, the, the I guess the inception of Outside the Box Wednesdays actually happened because of Dr. Butar back in, what was it, 2000? 11 that we talked the first time when I was up in Montana and and Dr. Mm-hmm. Buttar introduced me to RSB on a, I think it was a, like a guest spot on Advanced Medicine Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yep, so. That's true. Yeah. But, yeah, before before we start talking about that, I just want to make sure that Robert you have to understand something very simple. And I'm getting a lot of reverberation. Are you guys getting that too? Is that getting yeah, it sounds like you're talking through a Star Trek computer tonight, so we may have to reconnect. But go ahead and make sure. What is like it that you want to be sure about? Yeah, he sounds like. I, I just want to make sure, Robert, you understood the whole concept of uh, rewarding desired behavior. You know how that works? <laughs> no, tell us. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure because you said you said something about, and just because you wanted to repay my diligence of having been on the show every week for five years. We yes. had a special guest, and so I don't think you understand the concept of rewarding desired behavior, because what, what you just did was, if I was a dog, I <laughs> did something correctly, and you electrocuted me for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, are, are you telling me that having Ty Bollinger on the radio at the same time is like beating the dog? Well, it's, it's, it's basically, it's like, it's like busting on the, on the horse that's carrying the greater burden. And you said, I am so proud of you for carrying that extra burden. Here, let me whip you a little bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you listen, know that, I'm punch drunk, so you go whatever that, you guys want to do tonight, I'm game. You know, before you we get going, I, Dr. Buttar, because of that connection, it's kind of a freaky sounding connection. He sounds kind of like a combination of General Zod on Superman and Captain Kirk. <laughs> yeah, but but you don't understand though, Ty. It's not that's not why the the sound is coming through that way because you're on the phone. That's my natural change. My natural change is <laughs> It's like a reptilian. <laughs> I'm going through the. I'm right now shape shifting as I'm talking to you. <laughs> all right, all right. Here, let me ask Matt to do something. Doctor Batar, hang in there. I want you to. 
disconnect the line and have Matt recall you right back to see if we can clear that up and carry on, my friend, because uh, okay. I definitely want to hear from you today. So go ahead, Matt. Take care of that. And uh, TMB, uh, again, thank you for uh, showing up tonight because, I honestly, I didn't know I'd make it in time from the airport, and I'm here, but I'm not here. So I'm going to you know, ask you guys to kind of carry the burden for me. And and super D you too. Uh, if there are any stories to tell, uh, and I'll just be here hanging out, and I'll be I'll be Ed McMahon tonight, if that's okay. Hey, no problem. You you can be you know whatever you want tonight, RSB. If you if All you right, feel like hold on, hold on, that, no, right, Robert, free. Robert, give me what? your best Ed McMahon. Give me your best <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, um, you know when when Doctor Batar gets back on, I, I do want to talk about his brother. That was yep. actually arrested for just asking questions. A very interesting meeting at the Senate Armed Services Committee that I was just watching this before the show started, and I want to get his take on this. This is really amazing. His brother's a very astute attorney and was asking some really poignant questions, and they arrested him in, in the Senate meeting. Shahid, yeah, we've had him on this program. Crashed it. Yeah, yeah what tell, happened, tell us Dr. about it. Give us the background on this. Well, you know, he's been. Um, the chairman of the um, what is the Bill of Rights Committee? Is it actually probably Bill of Rights Defense Committee? Better than I do. <laughs> yeah, the Bill of Rights Defense Committee. Your 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 brother Shahid, who we have had on the on the show before. He's talented in many ways. I know you sometimes don't like to admit it, but he is, and he's a very smart guy. Uh, but he's taken on the issue of rights very seriously. How we uh, under the Patriot Act and under the the you know renditions and spying and all of this. The NSA is kind of violating so many, Fourth Amendment and others, and he's very outspoken about it. Yeah, and basically he came to this Senate committee meeting, whatever that committee meeting was. I don't even remember the exact title of it, but I think uh, I just uh, stated what it was. And I know about as much as you guys do. I just watched the video. Uh, he did call me. We talked about it very, very briefly. So I do remember that when he first graduated from Stanford Law, and he graduated number one in his class, and Stanford Law is supposed to be the top law school in the country. So that year he was theoretically the top attorney that graduated. And it was interesting that he was – I was in uh, Washington, D.C. for uh, the Metals Task Force, the 12 doctors that had been appointed by uh, Bush's first term and uh, had basically been appointed to look at the heavy metal endemic issue. And I was in D.C. across from the White House at a law firm, and we came in for the second day of meetings, and on the – conference room table there was a the current newspapers and i remember kind of looking at the newspaper and oh there's a picture of my brother being arrested and i just went on to the next page it was a usa today and i said wait a second that's my brother being arrested so that was that's how he started his first year and you know i thought well he just got hired uh, by this big law firm and you know how's that going to look well they were so proud of that they actually framed it and put it in the lobby of the law firm because they wanted to show what levels their attorneys would go through when they believe in their clients because he basically was uh, it, it was something to do with at that time what was happening in Iraq and uh, they were representing some some firm, I don't remember what, what exactly the details were, basically the law firm wanted to show the level that their attorneys would go in order to represent their clients, that they were even willing to get arrested uh, to show um, you know, to show their commitment to the cause of whatever the cause was that the attorney was representing. So it's not his first time being arrested as an attorney for <laughs> opening his <Yeah>. mouth. <laughs> He's a veteran at it now. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was it was pretty impressive to me just the fact that well, it was impressive. I guess that's kind of a sad state when that when standing up for what is right in the Constitution is impressive. But it was impressive to me that he stood up. And what was shocking to me was the fact that he was really he was very very calm, very articulate, just asking questions, just asking how can you get away with these crimes. And, 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 you know, stand there and, and look us in the eye and, and be doing all these crimes behind closed doors, just very smoothly articulating this. And he gets arrested for it. You know, that's what state is our country in when you get arrested just for asking questions? Well, I thought it was funny that he also didn't take a pause. He, he continued to ask the questions as he was getting arrested. He did. Yeah. Probably two thirds of the video was after he was already handcuffed and being arrested. He continues to talk. Well, well it's, uh, it is a sad state. That's how you write. It's a sad state of our country that that's come to that point. And unfortunately, there's many people. There are many people that have had to that have done the same thing. That just in order to voice the truth, they've had, they've had to uh, go through those styles of trials and tribulations. You know, I was talking to a gentleman just last week, and we were talking about how absurd it is that it's acceptable to take the second most toxic substance known to man, inject it into the body put it in our mouths so it's outgassing, and if that's not enough, put it in bulbs and put it in ways that get more people exposed to this poison. And yet, when it comes to simple things like milk, raw milk, that have been, that humans have consumed for at least the last 10,000 years of recorded history, and probably for, you know, 100,000, 200, 500,000 years before that, if you don't believe, you know, depending on what you believe uh, from the theory of evolution, Regardless, humans have consumed cow's milk for many, many years before the homogenization, the pasteurization, and that becomes illegal. But yet, the the poison that everybody recognizes, including the government, that's okay to put in the body. Look at the dichotomy and and, and the opposite um, thought process. It's like we live in bizarro world. We live in backward world. We live in a world that's upside down. Yeah, we do. I, I agree completely. It, it's it's insane that you can actually inject mercury into the body, put mercury in teeth that, as you mentioned, does off-gas. It's amazing that we can put fluoride, which is a byproduct of toxic processes that is to- that is completely toxic, and drip it into the water and have people drink that. And that's okay, but you can't drink raw milk. Yeah. I mean, it's or just you, insane. Or you, make, um, or you make a substance that comes from apricot seeds illegal, or you make right. palmetto, you know, certain substances that are created and unadulterated by man. They're created by God and they're unadulterated by man, but to consume them is a crime. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it is crazy. And and then you have, uh, you know, it's like the, the hemp issue. You've got hemp illegal in most states when there are 25,000 uses for this thing that are outside of any kind of a drug use. It's just, it's a crop that could literally bring the, the country out of depression and it's made illegal and it's demonized. It's, it, we really are living in what is bizarre world, kind of like on that. Well, that's from the Seinfeld, wasn't it? Bizarre world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is, man. It's, it sometimes throws you that we're living. It's almost as if everything that we hear, just believe the opposite and you're going to get close to the truth. That's kind of what Charlene and I do. Well, actually, that's what's happened now, if you think about it, how people, when you talk to people, pretty much whatever you hear in the media, it's mm-hmm. completely, this is traditional media, it's completely untrusted now. Yeah. And people say it widely accepted. They say, believing the media, no, nobody even relies. It's almost like watching a uh, comedy or or, uh, or uh, some type of uh, fictional work when you watch the news now, because you can only hear one-sided 
aspect of the story. For example, the measles component. You know, we talked about this a couple of uh, uh, weeks ago where the measles strain, when you look at the star strain, it's the strain that's actually the vaccine. It's not the wild strain that's commonly uh, seen. In other words, right, it's coming from the vaccine. Get, they have yeah. gotten vaccinated and get the strain that's from the vaccine itself. Hey, stand by, Dr. Batar. That's the music. It's break time. We're going to be coming back. Advanced Medicine, TMB, Dr. B, Super D, RSB. Well, sort of RSB. <laughs> we'll be back after this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Rocking the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Here I was, thought I was giving Dr. Batar a reward for me backing down for one week, and I'm here, and Ty Bollinger's here, and he says it's punishment. I don't think I don't think that's real, but it's funny. It sure is funny. <laughs> uh, Dr. Batar, G- GMV, Super D, Matt's on the board if you want to call it, 866-939-BELL, 866-939-2355. Links are in the show notes at robertscadbell.com. Take it away, TMB. Well, we were, we were talking over the uh, the break about this article I wanted to touch base with Dr. Batar about on vaccinefactcheck.org, uh, and it's a, it's a guy that is is calling out, or he's calling Paul Offit to the carpet and basically saying, hey, dude, you're exaggerating on a lot of the stuff that you're talking about vaccines here in, the, in these major you know newspapers like USA Today. And this is one of the guys on his own team. So it's not like one of our people calling him out. He's getting called out by somebody on their side of the fence that's just sick of him exaggerating, i.e. lying. You know, what we tell the kids is if you exaggerate, it's the same as a lie. It's not the truth. And so what he's doing is calling one of his own out as a liar. Yeah, often is, um, I actually was in Italy. I was invited to Italy to Verona and gave a lecture there. It was sponsored by the uh, state. Uh, the, or the, the country's uh, neurological, public neurological sector, um, basically a neurology conference. And uh, I didn't know who Offit was at the time, but uh, he was a keynote speaker, and I was a keynote speaker, and I went right before him. I think Robert Dina talked about this on the air before. <laughs> but the bottom line right. was I got very, very agitated when he started speaking because he started showing my slides and giving half-truth and contorting the facts. And my first question was, how the hell did he give my slides? Because those were my slides. They were given to the conference prior to the, the lecture being given, so he must have gotten it somehow from the people that were putting on the conference. But then he was giving information. It was almost like... Um, it was almost taking... Uh, it, was, it was basically doing exactly what he's being accused of over here, of embellishing and exaggerating and uh, basically giving misinformation and perpetuating it as the truth. And uh, I I just found it interesting just reading this article that Don, you sent me, because it it was like a flashback to back then. Um, Fortunately, before I reverted back to my paleolithic origins and uh, ripped his head off, uh, there were like two of the doctors on stage with me trying to calm me down because I was getting very, very irritated. And, you know, I, I, of course, didn't have the mic on, and these two doctors, I'm on stage with everybody else, and these two other doctors are trying to calm me down, and I'm getting, I'm standing up, and there's obviously some stuff going on, and then a lady stands up in the audience and starts speaking in Italian. And first, I think often had this big smile on the face, like, oh, well, she's supporting him. 
but she's like emphatically something in Italian, and I grabbed my headphones to put them on because I thought maybe she was telling me to shut up and sit down because I was causing a disturbance. But she was cursing this in the office, and basically her son had been treated by a neurologist after using our protocol and had, at the age of 12, still been in diapers and then had now no longer was in diapers and had actually started speaking. And she was crying and cursing, calling him. It was so funny because you could hear the interpreters talking and they would hesitate and then they would say, can we say that? Even if they were asking <laughs> questions. Um, and basically, I after that happened and I realized that this woman was, she was basically telling him that he was uh, damned to hell and that he would have to, you know, answer to God. And, uh, you know, she was uh, basically uh, saying that his soul was going to burn in hell. I mean, it's really, really very, very passionate and uh, invigorated comments that were not very complimentary, obviously. So after I started hearing this, I thought, well, what else do I need to do? I just sat down, and everybody started clapping for this woman. And so Offit was up there looking like an idiot because he just made, instead of giving a lecture about his stuff, all he was trying to say was how chelation didn't work, how mercury wasn't an issue, how this was all embellished, this was not, this was true. And I think wow. she just hit the wrong nerve with the with the wrong parent, and people started clapping the mom that was that was crushing them up. Man, that's a that's that's a great story, and it's uh, you know I, I don't think you needed to fight him at that point, even though you would have kicked his butt. I'm sure, I'm certain. I've seen I've, I've I hate to compliment him, but I've seen Doctor Butar in the the dojo <laughs> doing his yeah. mixed martial arts, and he's 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 pretty bad when he gets in the ring there. So I, I don't think Offit could have stood up to you, but it doesn't sound like you needed to do that. Sounds like the crowd was ready to whip his butt. Ty, for have you. you ever seen Offit? I'm serious. He's like five foot six. I mean, I would be embarrassed to even. Look aggressively towards him. I, I, my, I'm not kidding you. Uh, Abby, well, actually, you know what Abby can do, but I, I was yeah. going to say even my 10 year old has probably done something, but you know, we don't want to revert <laughs> back to a Paleolithic or just no. try to intellectually uh, com- combat these people. But that actually, I think I hear the music, so I think we're going to break, but I wanted to talk to you about something else. So I'm okay. To that. We'll do yeah. that. Sound, sounds like, though, Offit's getting slapped around by his own people now. So that's an interesting turn of events. We'll get more with Dr. Batar and TMB and Super D after this break. You're listening to The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. Here's Robert. All right, I'm barely standing tonight, but TMB and Dr. B are carrying advanced medicine forward here. And, of course, always taking the high ground, Dr. Rashid Batar, my friend here. And, uh, well, you had more to add. You were really going at it. And, uh, you know, interesting that uh, some of the bad guys are, are defecting to take on the other bad guys, interestingly enough. Yeah, we were we were just talking about that during the during the last part, but I you know I just kind of wanted to change the tone a little bit because mm-hmm. Ty, I wanted to let you know that I had somebody that came up to me that uh, I think it was at a conference in back in November, and they asked me. They said, "Well, what happened with you and Ty that you know has you guys like such bad enemies?" <laughs> and I looked at I looked at them and I said, "What?" And so you know, they said, yeah, yeah, because I, I hear this animosity between you guys, and I started laughing, and then I said, no, it's just, uh, it, it's a very, very, I, I started laughing first, and then I realized the guy was serious and didn't know, and I just kind of played along. I said, yeah, that's a very deep-seated, uh, you know, personal story that I just don't want to get into right now. But I started realizing that we've created this persona 
Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that it's almost like it's almost like the rivalry between Pizza Hut and Papa John's that no virtually nobody knows it's owned by the same company. <laughs> <laughs> Secretly, kind of like friends. all the major media, right? right. Yeah, I'm sorry, say again. Kind of like all the major media outlets owned by the yeah. same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of actually like that. In fact, I think at Dr. King's uh, conference too, there were some people that said that when we were sitting in the back. If you remember, there was some video. I think. I think Robert, you took the video. Somebody took the video, yes. and there was a. I saw a video clip, and the conference is going on, and Ty and I are sitting in the back, and we were doing something, and it was obvious that we were engrossed in our own conversation while we were on stage. We were doing something, yes. and while the conference is going on, and then if you remember, Doctor King came behind us, and you remember that Ty? He put his one arm on you and one arm on me. He was kind yeah. of squeezing our shoulders, and I think it was more like a teacher trying to get attention of he was- the two delinquents. <laughs> Separating you two, I might have to. I might have to sit you down in the corner, guys. Yes, it was very funny. But uh, anyway, I, I just kind of was amused by that. You whole... know, that, what was interesting about that the conference with Dr. King uh, there in, in Asheville last year was that you spoke right before me. So you know, I'm getting ready for my deal, and you know, at least half dozen times in your lecture you were digging at me with one or, one thing or another you said and I was thinking man this is so unfair you get to go first yeah. <laughs> that's the stage beautifully and then I think I just left when you start speaking so you couldn't attack me <laughs> yeah. you know, no you know what no. During, during my speech literally you were on your computer in the back doing something else <laughs> no no I, I, I didn't leave it all no it was there was always you know there's always from a historical perspective especially, there's always so much. Like the, I couldn't believe at the Advanced Medicine Seminar when you first talked about hemp mm-hmm. and the history of hemp and how it came about because of the, the ostracization of the hemp because of uh, the, the paper industry and the guy that owned the, I don't even know all the names of the people, and you guys obviously do, but the, the trees worse. and how he wanted to monopolize mm-hmm. the paper industry, and so he outlawed, uh, created this movement against hemp. I mean, these are such important historical stories that I think every child should hear. It's part of American history, and yet I'd never even heard it before. Nobody's ever heard of it before. Or, or the history of medicine and how yeah. uh, you know, the entire trend of medicine, how it was created over 115 years ago to this point, to create this uh, pharmaceutical-dependent model with big pharma in control. Um, It's amazing, and how homeopathics had been used even during the Civil War. That was the major uh, method of treating people from uh, from as far as an ancillary substance that you give somebody besides herbs or whatever else. Homeopathics were the primary um, medicine, if you will, during the Civil War time frame, and how now it's considered to be something less than... um, you know something something that should be minimized and something ridiculed it, yeah. it's just historically it's so important for people to know but again as Liam says history is rewritten for the convenience of those that have an agenda to perpetuate and that's where we are right now without actually our future mm-hmm. generations really knowing what the truth is no and and what's happening now with some of the insiders of that game starting to say now it's even too much for me to take and they're moving uh, for some level, as Ty, you said they're not all evil, or that some of them have a conscience, and it's coming back to light. And I think all of the pushing and pushing and pushing and yelling and screaming at all of us and the parents of of children who have been vaccine injured or killed, it, it's it's outraging even people that are pro vaccinating. You know, so they're now going, okay, this is this is gone, this is beyond the pale, and that's what I, I see evidence of now. Yeah, you're right. That that is, I think that is happening, and and I think one of the reasons that it's happening is because. People are now 
waking up to some of this other history. I think that, you know the the term if you uh, if you don't know history, you're you're bound to repeat it. Well, we're we are learning about the history now. The more that we share on shows like this, the more that we lecture, people are learning about the history that Dr. Buttar talks about, like the 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 Flexner report that has influenced mm-hmm. modern medicine. The way the Rockefellers and the Carnegies took over the, uh, the 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 AMA at that point really aligned with the AMA, and right. and that's why. You know, modern medicine now is so heavily dependent upon drugs. And so I think that when, as we learn this history, it begins to make more sense why things are the way they are. And it becomes mm-hmm. easier to admit to ourselves that we've been lied to on many of these things because we right. see now that this is really the, the reason that modern medicine is why it is today. And the reason that these drugs and vaccines are so prominent is because we had a takeover of medicine over 100 years ago by big business. Right. Well, we've, you, we've got, again, we've, go ahead. I was just going to say, do you think that uh, it, that this type of historical perspective is important for doctors, people that are in medical school right now, they're going to be the future doctors? Don't you think it's important for us to know that? And of course, it's essential for us to know that. That's the very reason why it nobody ever talks about it, why it's never written in the history books, because mm-hmm. nobody wants the future doctors to know where they really came from, because if they knew where they came from, they would obviously not want to make the same mistakes because it has, it's not like it's just thousands of years ago. It was, it was less than 100, about 120, 115 years ago. Yeah, not long ago. You're right. The, the, yeah. But the, the history that we keep repeating, of course, is purposefully suppressed, just as we've said. Now, we have a father and son on the line, and this is interesting. Listeners, fans of the show, and this kind of shows me that, yeah, the message is getting through. The next generations are hearing things that others have not. And I'm going to bring them up right now. Uh, oops, no, I, I'm sorry. I actually dropped them. That's, see, that's how tired I am, guys. You're going to have to apologize, Matt, if they call back. I'm about to go to them. I hit the red button uh, because I am that out of my body. So that first half of the show, I, I didn't even know. It, it was like I was going to say, hey, Don, hit, hit Ty, uh, or tell Ty or Don, hit Robert, wake him up because he hasn't said a single word. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 with it's with great purpose because I, I I would be hitting the wrong buttons just as I have. I I have been out of town for five days in a row, four nights, not a lot of sleep, doing a lot of great stuff uh, in the natural products industry and lots of, of broadcasting and things. And but it, you know, for me, I know my limits, and at this point, I should be resting right now. But I'm just having fun hanging out with you guys. But well, you, you Robert, callers. you can't pass up an opportunity to hear both of us on at the same time. That's, that's, that's very it true. Is <laughs> very. You never true. know what might happen. Yeah. So they may be, they may be calling right back, and I'll see if I can squeeze them on again because it, it is to me, you know, as we've found the the listeners to this show skew younger and younger, which is doesn't make sense for a health show. But as I've, I've as I meet kids, young people across the country, they have a, a desire for authenticity, and they have a real detection ability to det- detect BS and differentiate between that and uh well the authenticity that i believe we do bring because what you hear on the radio is really who we are well i think also that the truth resonates at a certain frequency we've talked about that and i think that the younger generation is more tuned to that uh resonance of the truth and because i really was surprised when i first heard about the kids that were given the offer to go to disney world or go to uh, I guess it was uh, Chicago. The Health Freedom the Expo whole... in Chicago. Yeah. yeah, and I, you know, when you told me that that they'd rather come there and see us, I thought, okay, these kids need a immediate psychiatric uh, intervention ah. because <laughs> there's something. Because I, I know myself, I'd definitely go to Disney World rather than here, you know, myself <laughs> or 
Well, actually, having Ty on the show is kind of like being in Disney World. So actually, that's uh, it's a, a wild ride. You know, yeah. uh, one of the uh, the family members up there in, in Detroit, of course, you featured Marlon, uh, yeah. Glenn, in in Quest for the Cures. Uh, uh, his daughter has has asked me to help her with a report she's doing on GMOs. So you know, oh, their awesome. consciousness has shifted greatly in school, and it's just so impressive to me. Now, let's see if I can press the right button here and see if Rich is with us from Florida. Rich, are you there? Yeah, hey, Robert, how's it going? Good, you're on with Dr. Batar and Ty Bollinger. You got the whole crew. Hello, gentlemen. It's a, it's a big honor for me to speak with all of you. Real quickly, I want to just kind of just give a brief introduction for Drake. I brought my son down and his friend to the Health uh, Freedom Summit a couple weeks ago, and my son's friend didn't know anything about GMOs. He didn't know anything about organic living and things, and so we wanted just to share that with him, and... Uh, he just wanted to kind of come up here and say his thanks and, and tell a little bit about his experience. Is Drake on with you Hello? now? Hey, yes, Drake. This is Drake. Hey, so, how's it going? What, was learning all about GMOs and all those things too scary that you don't want to do it anymore, or what has it done for oh, you? Oh, no, it was, it was great. I learned a lot. I went. To, I met you at the uh, Health Freedom Summit, and I had a great time. I learned a lot and sat through the speeches of, like, Sayer G, and I even got to meet uh, Jeffrey Smith. Nice. Now, I'm going to announce to you right now, Drake, since you're the first to ask, since we're going back to Naples, May 15th, uh, Ty Bollinger and I, and maybe even Sayer G, are going to do an event Friday night, May 15th, with Food and Thought again. So plan, plan a seat and come back down to Naples. We'll see you there. Oh, yeah, of course. And I've been, like, avoiding, like, McDonald's, and I, go, I went to uh, Chipotle. I go to Chipotle because if I eat any fast food, because I know they have an anti-GMO stance. Beautiful. Well, Drake, very impressive, and I appreciate you and your dad coming down and also calling in uh, and uh, giving a shout-out to Dr. B and TMB as well. Oh, no problem. But uh, I'm also uh, proposing a bill um, to rename the state of Florida New Drizzy. Why would you do that? Oh, that's uh, my nickname. Your nickname is New Jersey? Uh, uh, No, Drizzy. Oh, Drizzy. Okay. You want to name it after you. Okay. I like the confidence. Bold and cocky, too. Well, thanks for calling in, guys. we we got to carry on with the show. But, but uh, I, I love that. Rich and Drake, the dad and the son, coming out and really uh, absorbing this information and taking it out to the world. This is a good sign, Dr. Batar. It absolutely is. And it's uh, definitely not an exception. It's rather becoming the rule. I think more and more people are becoming aware. So, you know, it's it's fantastic. And we, we talked about this, Robert, five years ago, that a change was occurring. And uh, we didn't talk about the younger generation picking up on this, but I've uh, even played at the Advanced Medicine Seminar the video of my now 10-year-old when he was uh, eight yes. and his awareness yes. of the vaccines, remember? So more and yeah. more kids, and nobody prompted that. He just came up with it himself. Exactly. Well, we'll carry on with this. we got one more segment of Advanced Medicine. I'm, a, I'm just having a good time. I'm along for the ride. TMB is here. Dr. B, Super D, back after the break. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Making sense out of medical propaganda. Here's Robert. You know, I just like listen to the bumper music sometimes when I'm here on the show. We got good bumper music on the RSB show, don't we? 
Thanks to Super D. Yeah. Thanks to Super D. As a matter of fact, I, I think it was a couple weeks ago I was, I was talking to uh, Jerry, the kid against chemo, and he said that one of his favorite things about the show is the bumper music. Awesome. Another another of the youngins that are digging what we're doing here. All yep. right. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. But here, you know, here's something that's, that's fun to talk about, and I want to talk about it now since we, ha- we do have Dr. Buttar on the line, and um, it's about crap. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> oh, you set that up beautiful. Oh my God, that was good. That was. I can't even. I can't even respond to that one. I'm going to need a little bit of a break there just to come up with a good one to respond. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's that all about, Ty? Now, there's a there's an article on the Blaze, and it says sign. The, the title is "Scientists Develop a Crappy New Way to Estimate a City's Obesity Literally." So um, what they're doing here is what well, you guys have read read the article. I, I know we were talking about it over the break. They found a way that they they analyze the sewage for microbes that are common in the human gut, and they are able to estimate a city's obesity level based upon the microbes that are in the sewage. Now that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's very interesting because actually, as we know that the you've said this many times, Robert, by talking about the terrain, but the terrain is actually the gastrointestinal system. So if you look at the gastrointestinal system from the opening of our mouth to the exit point uh, from the anus, that's actually a tube that's continuous with the external world. And depending on how the state of that gastrointestinal tract, it, it, depending on the, on the functioning of that gastrointestinal tract, that will determine the ability of the body to resist illness, to resist pathology, to resist infection, to be able to deal with the various different types of things, uh, even down to the neurological aspect. I mean, the second you know brain is considered the, the, in the gut, the, a lot of the neurotransmitters in the gut. So when, when I see something like this, and it may sound like a little funny component, mm-hmm. in actuality, if you look at the byproduct of the gut, obviously they're not looking at the gut itself, but they're looking at the stool. So when you look at the byproduct of the gut, it is actually a good way from an epidemiological standpoint to be able to determine if there is a certain trend. And I think that um, looking at the various types of stool and being able to determine the level of obesity, that, that speaks volumes. So it, it makes sense, and intuitively it, it makes sense that we should actually look at either the gut of the train or the byproduct of the train. You know, well, the, only got problem, the only problem with this whole deal is if you happen to have someone like Paul Offit or David Gorski in your city, it'll skew out the whole sample because they're so full of crap. <laughs> hey, did, you, did you hear about the new study that came out? That there was a study that came out about uh, gastroenterologists. Did you hear about that new study? <laughs> no. What, what was the result? <laughs> the, the result was basically the study showed that uh, nine out of ten constipated patients didn't give a crap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, we we've really gone down to the toilet at this point of the show. <laughs> Actually, that was a story that a dentist told me once, and I was listening to it. And, you know what he was saying, and I was kind of serious. I thought it was a real study, and then when he said it, and he like waited for the for me to start laughing, and I didn't laugh because I was thinking about the thing, and I said, "Oh, wait, that's a joke. I got it now." <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's actually accurate. Oh, my God. it really is accurate if you think about it. Speaking of speaking of the intestines, you know that Robert and I are actually going to be speaking together here in Nashville. Here, at, what in the June, Robert? At the yeah, uh, like like. June 27th, 28th, yeah. International Association of Colon Hydrotherapists. Uh, We're going to try and, uh, you know, teach Washington, D.C., even though we'll be in Nashville, how to uninvert this rectal cranial inversion that they seem to suffer with. (laughs) I'm so glad that you said that it was a colon hydrotherapy conference because 
the way Ty started that off, he said that, you know, talking about intestines, Robert and I are going to be speaking at a conference. I was like, what? Where the connection <laughs> coming to the intestines there? I'm glad that you clarified there was colon yeah, hydrotherapy. I, I had to clarify that one, yes. Indeed. Well, you know, it's so. funny. Since uh, one of my good buddies, uh, Dr. Daryl Wolf, he always talks about, you know, the intestines being cleaned because of, and he's, he's in Canada. So what do you expect from a Canadian? <laughs> Canada. Our Canada friends from up north. Exactly. Yeah. Well, guys, well, I appreciate you guys definitely kept me entertained and awake. I'm going to, after the show, we're, which we're almost done, I'm just going to put my head down and say goodnight. But uh, you guys are awesome. Good night, John boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, man. It's been fun. TMB, thanks. I'll see you on Wednesday on uh, Outside the Box. Dr. Batar, I hope you'll show up again Monday after this one. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll be here. Like you All right. clockwork. Good. Super D, thank you. Matt on the board, thank you. And uh, our callers, Rich and Drake. The power to heal is yours. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show.